0: Hello, my name is Eileen and I am the host of the Along Came Bitcoin podcast. I am here to have conversations with women in and around the Bitcoin space and to learn from their experiences. Welcome to the conversation. I'm excited to share that today's conversation is with Lauren Prince, the co-host of the Once Bitten podcast. I speak with Lauren, her mother Claire, her father Daniel Prince, and we share the journey that they've gone through as a family from living originally in Singapore to traveling the world and homeschooling and all the wonderful experiences that they've had. This is all documented in the book authored by Daniel Prince called Choose Life with some comments by his wife Claire. And I have used this conversation to better understand Lauren and her perspective as one of the youngest Bitcoin female podcasting voices out there. And as she is true to form, Lauren knows how to ask just those right questions and really get to the gist which she manages to do with me in this interview. So I look forward to sharing this with all of you. I hope you enjoy our conversation. My intent with this podcast is to speak to more women in the Bitcoin space. And I thought Lauren would be a wonderful person to speak to, first of all, because she's probably the one of the most experienced podcasters in this space. And um, and Claire, I was interested in in talking with you, too, because I had um, I I just love to learn more about, you know, the journey that your whole family has been on these last few years and then how Bitcoin came along throughout that process and and where you are today and where what you see moving forward. So with that, I wanted to give you guys a chance at least to introduce yourselves. I'll let you all do your introductions.
1: That's nice. Sure. Um, hi, I'm Lauren and I'm ten, year, 10 years old. I'm a co-host from the Once Fitted podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm Claire, I'm Dan, Daniel's wife. Um, mother to four children and yeah homeschooling mom traveling mom at different times now here in France mom
3: <laughs> yeah and uh I'm Daniel the host well the soon to be usurped host of the the ones bitten <laughs> podcast
0: and how long ago did you start your podcast Daniel? know like-
3: what are we now? Uh, the, the first episode was 31st of January, 2020. So just over a year.
1: Who is he? Was
3: it? Um... It was with Didi.
1: I knew it.
3: Didi Tahuta. Yeah. It was uh, another world schooling. Uh, he's he's the Bitcoin family. He's been on other podcasts. Uh, he's been on Peter's show, John Vallis' show, and uh, did, did by a bit. He's a, he's a very cool guy and a great family. They've got three daughters, and they world school with them and travel around the world and promote Bitcoin. and as much as they can for the space as well
2: so there's a lot of females in that family to talk about
3: (laughs) oh yeah i'll have to talk to them as well
0: (laughs) well i have full disclosure i have to admit i have read the book the choose life book i thought it was um very it was really enjoyable to read and i felt like um i've gone through a little journey with you guys and i was curious from maybe from your perspective claire because I, I, as I was reading through this and I realized all the changes that you guys had made in your lives to go from you know, living your life in Singapore at the time, correct? Um, to then deciding to sell it all and pack it up and travel the world. Um, what was that like from your perspective? I, and I read some of the comments that you had in here. So I appreciate you adding your, your thoughts and your sentiment behind, behind that aspect. So I added
2: my my ideas to that book because when Dan was writing it and I was reading what he was writing, I was thinking, hold on a minute, that's not how I remember it. And um, so I was like, well, you know, you make it sound like it's just cut and dry and we're all just going to pack up and, and leave. But there was a, a lot of discussion and a lot of thought and obviously... What the the things that Dan went through, leaving his career and becoming a full time family man. I had the opposite end of that. I was a full time mum, managing the four kids on my own, who were a lot smaller then. Lauren was three at the time. And um, Samuel. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I had a lot to to change in my mindset too. So I. Most of most of that book I agree with, but there are some things where I was like, no, it wasn't just like that. Not in my mind.
3: The <laughs> toughest editor you can Well, ask I'm glad for. you added your
0: perspective because <laughs> I do think I, I was curious when I started reading it. I thought as a mother of three, uh the thought of packing everyone up and figuring out how to be, I mean, we're we can be pretty good at going on a vacation, but the idea of having your whole family living on almost, I don't want to say a vacation, but living in a very nomadic lifestyle is, it's a bit daunting. It's a bit scary for, for everyone. I would imagine. And what do you remember, Lauren? Like you've been doing this longer than any, like most of your life you've been living kind of this special lifestyle.
1: Not that much. (laughs) Well, you, you don't think much of it. Yeah. uh, Well, I don't remember, not...
2: You don't remember much of the travels, yeah, do you?
1: because I was younger then.
2: Yeah, you were three. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you remember parts of it, don't you?
1: Yeah, I um, I remember... Oh, my goodness. Uh, sometimes I don't remember, and then they just, like, pop up in my brain. Mm-hmm. Well, and if,
3: then... if we look back through all of the old pictures, and if you we look back the through the blog... Yeah. then it jogs you yeah for you and Samuel it's different because you were aged between like three and six when we were traveling so mm-hmm. it would have a different uh, resonance with you than it would Caitlin it was eight and Sophia that was six when we started um mm-hmm. but um yeah goodness knows what it has done for do, you inside
2: do you ever remember thinking oh this is strange we don't have a house
1: Really no. Like sometimes I'm just like, hmm. You don't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do. Uh, we do now. We do. Um, we do have one.
2: Yeah, but we didn't live in
1: it. Yeah, but like we went there for like summer <laughs> and stuff. But otherwise, I don't really think much of it. I mean,
2: you feel secure.
1: Yeah, I felt safe. I mean, just, this is the, the home is our is is our like
2: um Earth is home.
3: Sorry, I Earth is home. Yeah. Earth is home. I think okay. what you just um, you just become comfortable with it. it. It didn't feel like a trip. It was just life. It was just yeah. more, that was just it became day to day, and that was just how it how it was. Yeah. So you've
0: traveled around, and you've landed in France. And how long have you been in France now?
1: Five years. Five.
0: Okay. The half of And are you fluent in, in French now, Lauren? I know that was one of your goals.
1: I mean, I can speak it and understand it, but I'm not like the best person at speaking. So what? I'm not like. Can, can you
0: say your? Uh, the only thing I learned, I took French in school, and the only thing I think I still remember is saying my name. So je m'appelle Eileen. That's about all I have for you. Oh, and I can order a croissant because that's a uh, that's a big one. A croissant is one of my favorite things to have. So how do you say your name in French?
1: Uh, je m'appelle Lorraine, but Lauren, Laurent, Laurence. Laurent Laurent, Laurence, those are boys' names, but you can use them for, girl, uh, for girls' names, but they're normally for boys. So Lauren in France is basically a boy's name. So sometimes they think I'm a boy, mm-hmm. but I'm a girl.
2: You get invited to birthday parties and the mum doesn't realize that you're a girl. <laughs> yeah, and so sometimes
1: girl. and sometimes they write it wrong. They're like lo, lo, ho, lo, and like or oh, two mm.
3: they they oh, want to put an E at the end because that would make it feminine, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that's yeah. why you get called Lohen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm
1: just like, that's not how you spell it. <laughs> but there's um there's some people who spelt it right, and I was like, Thank you.
0: Now, how do you order croissants? Do you go to cafes and order croissants?
2: Well, we used to. Yeah, this time.
0: Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID.
1: I miss it so much. So how would you ask for croissant? Uh, Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Let me just do the grandma in my head. It doesn't
0: have to be perfect, and I won't correct you. (laughs) Uh, Je peux
1: avoir un croissant? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, if I say
0: I want j'ai un croissant. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're doing beautifully then. I'm very impressed. I'm, I'll have to come visit you in France and you can order a croissant for me. And then we can sit around and speak in English because I will not be able to speak in French. <laughs> but I wanted to find, so you guys have been on your journey, your nomadic journey. You've landed in France. You're eating your croissants. And... Then along comes Bitcoin, I would imagine. Like at what point during this journey did Bitcoin come into your world? Was it before you landed in France or was it after? And
3: then where? Yes, it was was before. Um, So we left the rat race as I like to remember it uh, in 2014. And I remember watching um, Real Vision videos, interviews about Bitcoin late 2014 or early 2015, I can't remember exactly. And uh, actually, Claire found the original email I sent to Grant. Uh, Grant Williams was the co-founder of Real Vision and I, we got to know him and I'd become friendly with him. And um, I emailed him. I'd had a conversation with him before we left Singapore and I said, you ever gonna do anything about this Bitcoin thing? Because it just seems like what, a, what a, an utter geek money. I mean, who on earth is ever going to invest in that? But- And he said, well, Princey, keep an eye on uh, Real Vision next week or the week after, because we're going to be running a few interviews. And the first one was him and Raoul Powell, the other co-founder, talking about it quite candidly, openly thinking, you know, macro style thinking. And it was like, hmm, that's just blown my mind. And then I watched their interviewers that they had come on over the next few months. So I really started learning about it during 2000, um, right at the end of 2014 through 2015, but then didn't, didn't commit to anything until late 2015. And I remember actually where we were, we were in, we were in, in we were in the UK, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think we were in the UK. And
2: birthday.
3: That that was that was the, the second purchase. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we were right. Uh, we were traveling through the UK. We were home swapping through the UK, which sounds crazy, right? But we, we've not lived there in over 20 years. The, so children, we, the
2: children have never
1: lived there. Oh, wait, is
3: it, no. is it with the, that one with the belt? No, it was the, yeah. We were in a soft play. The second purchase in 2016, we were in a soft play area. You guys were going crazy up and down slides, jumping in ball pools. And I was tucked away using a Wi-Fi in the corner. and yeah you know listening to a podcast or reading an article or something and you know the feeling Eileen it's just like it starts creeping up on you and overtaking your mind and you you can't stop thinking about it and talking about it so it was um yeah that that was that was the first time that uh yes
1: question why were we home swapping in England
3: because we wanted to visit different parts of England. And we can visit Nanny and Granddad whenever we wanted, but we That's wanted to visit different areas of, of England.
0: So then Claire, when when Daniel came home and he said, I've been hanging out with the kids in the park and I'm buying Bitcoin on the side, were you, what were your thoughts when all that happened? And where were you on in the process of understanding Bitcoin for yourself?
2: Um I
0: have no idea. In fact, probably
2: my understanding of Bitcoin is really recent. Um, And also I still probably don't understand it um, completely. Um, I understand Dan's point of view on it all because I hear it all the time. But at the time going back then, um, I guess I trusted Dan because he'd worked in finance before and he, he, he would look after our investments anyway, um, when he was looking at stock markets or any other kind of investments. Um, You know, we discussed it, but it was never, um, you know, I trusted his opinion. Uh, He seemed to do a lot of thorough research on things. Um, So yeah, it, it wasn't a big amount then, and I was okay to let him play with it a little bit then. But,
0: yeah, didn't have a clue what he was doing at that stage, really. And then, but at one point, I'm I'm sure at some point he ended up going down this rabbit hole because people can become Mm -hmm. kind of obsessed with it and learning about it and then wanting to talk about it. And those that they love have to then experience it over and over again. And it can become a little challenging, I would imagine, because I have my own challenges sometimes with my family. So, yeah. Now, um, I think
2: because with Bitcoin, there's a lot of crossovers with a lot of other things in life, uh, with us, with uh, the way that we've chosen to educate our children, the way that we've kind of freed ourselves from mainstream life. Um, There's a lot of things um, that it kind of crosses over into conversations So it is a really prominent part of daily conversations and it's getting to a stage where the kids sit around the dinner table and go, oh, not Bitcoin again. Um, And our oldest daughter, Caitlin, who's 15, is doing economics at school here in in France, in French. And uh, she comes home from school and said, get this dad they said this in economics today and i i couldn't put my hand up to say i don't believe that's right um but um yeah <laughs> so but it's it gets it gets talked about quite a well, well daily.
1: Uh, well we like a bit but then here he comes the, the, he just every nearly every single dinner table he is talking he's either talking about something else or bitcoin yes
2: he's pretty passionate about it like
1: when we go like oh this this is just so annoying isn't it and then my dad and then daddy just goes like this is why we don't mean this is why we don't trust anything fix the money then i'm just like oh we oh we set them off
0: Yeah, Lauren, let me ask you this. Do you ever have dinners where you say, can we have a timeout from Bitcoin tonight at the dinner table and talk about not talk about Bitcoin? No, because then
1: daddy would say, no, I'm not going to do it because everybody needs to. I need to spread the word. And I'm like, yeah, you need to spread the word, but like not every dinner table. Yeah,
2: it's probably a good idea to have a Bitcoin timeout.
1: Yeah, like every every Wednesday, Bitcoin timeout. Yeah.
0: And then you can share the things that you're passionate about and you're excited about because it maybe it's not Bitcoin. It may be something else that you want to share with the family. It could be Lauren's yeah. night to talk about. You could each pick a night where you guys get to host the dinner and talk about what you think is important. That's a really good idea. On lots of different levels. <laughs> I um,
3: how, how many times have you been told to stop talking about Bitcoin? Um,
0: so I have three children. My oldest is 22. she lives in New York and works in the financial district. Um, My 19-year-old is in college, and he is studying business finance right now. And my 15-year-old is a freshman in high school. He gets to hear it the most because he's in our house the most. Um, However, with COVID, everybody came home. They all returned back home. So we had the five of us living together working together three adults working, two kids in school. And um, that was around the time that I was going through my whole Bitcoin journey. And I started trying to study finances and basic finances because I just want to be part of the conversation that my daughter and my son and my husband were having because he has a finance background. And then when I found Bitcoin, I realized I was taking the conversation, I was starting to question everything that they were talking about and that wasn't very well received, especially by my daughter. Um, and she, there were times. In full full disclosure, she became very frustrated with what I was doing with a lot of the Bitcoin stuff, because I told her I was like, "You should be investing in this. I think this is important for your future. I, you know, I'd like to talk to you more about it." And and she said, "I at that time, she said, I really I don't want to talk about this with you. I need you to stop talking with me about." It. And I said, "Okay, that's fair." I will respect the boundary that that you this isn't something you want to talk about and but if you should or want to in the future I'm here and I will talk about it but I will I will pull back because I could tell it was affecting our relationship which is something you don't want to have happen um my college son was still I don't know my youngest was yeah sure I'm, I'm interested I'd I, be interested in buying some bitcoin and you know can you help me do that and so I, I can see the difference partially just in their ages and their openness maybe to our parenting versus they're becoming more independent and making their own choices and they should i mean that's, that's the goal of parenting ideally is you've raised kids who are are making their own decisions and are able to support themselves and live their lives how they want to live their lives so i think But it becomes a challenge as your kids get older. They have more of their own opinion and it's harder as a parent to start (laughs) letting go of of what you think is the right thing and letting them share what, live the life that they want to live. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm more the parent that lets them have their own opinions on Bitcoin. Dan doesn't really let them have their own opinion. It's like they have to like Bitcoin and
0: they have to invest in it. So then, you guys ended up having a whole podcast that came along. So, how did where was that in the the genesis
3: of your Bitcoin experience? That was born out of frustration of not being able to find enough people to talk about Bitcoin, and a mix of um, that my conviction over Bitcoin just became total. And I felt I just, you know, you, you, you feel as though you have this secret that you you owe everybody else around you to try and share. Um, because if, if, you, if you see something that is so right, uh, how would you feel about not sharing it with this time when Bitcoin has done its thing and is way higher in price, which it already is, right? You know, here we are. Fifty-five thousand dollars. It's been up to sixty-five thousand dollars, whatever, and it's only going higher. And the frustration that I met, that you felt when you're trying to explain it to your daughter, I was anyone I spoke with, just like you. You know, you're a crazy guy. What are you talking about? You know, who who do you work for? What's the company? Why are you trying to push me this? They thought I was a salesman for Bitcoin, and it's just like no, you, like you, you don't understand. So I figured. Well, if I can speak to people from around the world about Bitcoin, and if they're willing to talk to me about it, and if they're willing for me to record it, and if I can put it onto something like Anchor and just publish it, then perhaps friends and family will be more trusting of what other people have to say about Bitcoin rather than just me, the crazy guy. And um, that's that was the driving force behind it. I wanted to. Help as many people as possible understand this this opportunity and this the potential of the technology. It's not just money; uh, it is something that you know is societal change in uh, uh, proportions. Um, so much good can come from this uh, that it felt like I'm sure you're feeling too much to sit on mm-hmm. and not do something with. And Lauren's involvement. Was around episode six, seven, or eight. I can't remember exactly. I was interviewing Andy Edstrom, who is the author of the book, the brilliant book, "Why Buy wait, Bitcoin." Wait,
1: I think we have it on
3: the. Well, it, we don't need to show because it's audio. <coughs> I know. But "Why Buy Bitcoin by by Andy Edstrom." I have it too, Lauren. And I think he was <laughs> there. You go. I think he was the first one to face down the Laurens um, Laurens questioning, and she's since been. As you said at the beginning, she's she's now known as the toughest interviewer in the space because yeah. uh, the guys they come, they they they, they're all ready for the Lauren question, but none of us are ready for the Lauren question, <laughs> <laughs> which is great because I wanted um, to include her because she she said, "Oh, Daddy, can I come in and speak to to some of your friends?" Um, and to me, that that was because of Claire and I, we've done the whole unschooling thing, world schooling, homeschooling, whatever you want to label it. When you see that interest from a kid, you you don't, if we'd have been old Fiat education system, Dan and Claire's like, no, this is daddy's work. You've got to be quiet. Stay outside. Nobody come in. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, you're sure. Come in, speak with Andy, see what he's got to say. Do you want to ask him a question? Yeah, sure. Andy, do you mind if I press record? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And It's been very heartwarming to see how everybody's interacted with with her, everybody that we've ever spoken with, um, you know, very kind of them to give up their time in the first place and then spend the first 10 minutes of each podcast answering questions from Lauren and trying to explain it to a 10-year-old. You know, they they weren't expecting that to, you know. And also, it's easier for the non-Bitcoiners to understand better.
1: That's what I was going to
3: say. I
2: think things like the questions you asked in that one, was, um, you know, I'm sure he answers that same question from adults all the time and comes back with a generic answer. But then putting it into 10-year-old terms and explaining it to a 10-year-old actually makes it a lot easier for some of us (laughs) adults to understand as well. And I just thought that was a really good way
0: of explaining things um, in, in simple terms. I agree, I completely agree. So Lauren, do you come up with all your questions yourself or do you work with your dad? Or how do you how do you come to uh, your, what's your process that you use through your interviews? If you don't mind my asking, I'm just starting out. So I would gladly take any advice that you can give me on this front. Well. What's your process?
1: Uh, so sometimes I have the questions but then I forget them very often. <laughs> very often. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, but, like sometimes Daddy helps me, and he's like, "Oh, Lauren, I want to come on the podcast." Yeah, but I don't have a question. And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, just ask him that." I was like, "Okay, one more on the podcast. What's the question?" <laughs> and sometimes Daddy's
2: like, "Lauren, we've got a podcast in five minutes. You want to come and ask a question? And you have to just think of one."
1: Yeah, and as like you're, sometimes- as you're coming in. And sometimes he's just like, right, Lauren. Now there's a podcast. I'm like, you could have not told me this earlier. Well,
3: other times I, she's, um, I, I'll say to her, right, the podcast starts in like three or four minutes. Let's go in and get set up and make sure everything's okay. And I might go and crack a beer or something and just get myself ready. And I walk into the, the study where we have it all set up. She's already Blaren. She's already started the, the Zoom call and she's chatting with whoever it is. Like, uh, I'm like oh, hey, all right. So you started the call. <laughs> you met
1: Lauren already.
2: Yes,
3: yeah, you know Lauren then. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's very funny.
0: That's very rarely. It's yeah. Just, it has happened. Yeah. What mm-hmm. do you, Blaren, what do you find the most challenging part about being on a podcast? And then what do you find the most rewarding? Those are two questions I had for you.
1: So challenging is remembering your question for me. Normally it's easier for Derek because he just goes like... Yeah, he makes notes. Yeah, but I can't read his handwriting, so...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and with... No, I don't write in French cursive. No, you so have to get your own cover. notebook, it
0: sounds like, and have your own journal. Who knows, you could publish it as your yeah. own book. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And then what has yeah. been the most rewarding part of this process
1: for you everyone liking it
0: have you thought of trying to do your own podcast all on your own
1: yes I have I was thinking to interview some children on Galileo what my goal is like interview some people from the Bitcoin space what I've already interviewed but I haven't really met. Um but that didn't go very far. I mean I had the idea and da- and Daddy said, oh you can just ask Vlad for the podcast and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like a few weeks later, I was like this sounds very challenging because daddy always has to like set up the time, write it down, write down the questions, think of the questions. um, And I said to him, but there's already like so many podcasts out there. And then he said back, look, Lauren, there is never so many podcasts out there because there is like, have you seen the amount of Bitcoin podcast podcasts, and
0: other podcasts and stuff. And I was like, where are you? Yes, and I think you have a them. particular perspective yeah. and a voice that people would appreciate hearing. And I'm speaking for myself, but um, sounds like everybody else you've spoken to has enjoyed speaking with you too. So I think you got something there if you choose to do it, if you decide. But I agree with you. It's not something that's just a simple flip of the switch. I do think you have to put time into it and you do have to write your questions down probably and schedule the time. But I think if you put in the work, you'll probably reap the rewards too, so. But you have a lot going on in your life, so I can appreciate if that's that's maybe a little much for you at this stage. So what do you think is gonna happen in the next year? So the last year turned out to be a little strange, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but it also brought me into this whole community of Bitcoin people, which I didn't know that I was gonna be able to do. So. I think I like to refer to it as silver linings out of COVID, things that have happened that were unexpected but have been um, kind of a blessing in disguise. And maybe it is, have, do you, have you had any of those throughout this COVID time that you've been in? Yes, so I'm kind of glad that COVID happened
1: because then wow kind of like situation yeah but not in the cafes and and the, and the markets and the it pastries and not that um but otherwise, it has
2: changed your life completely hasn't it
1: yes we can't go to, to the market we can't get a, a cup of coffee and we can't go inside the pastry thing the, the boulangerie mm-hmm. and get a pain yeah. of his or or croissant. yeah and well. i'm just <laughs> The, the, right. but the, good the good things, the good <laughs> things, back to the good things, is um, Galileo, that has helped me through this COVID thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And so your education, mm-hmm. you don't go to actual physical school anymore, do you?
1: Yeah, so COVID actually got daddy to like, like, um, and Sophia and Kate did it in October, last, uh, last October. And there was a, yeah. it, it was only a book club. And then it grew bigger and bigger. And Daddy thought that was kind of cool. So he wanted us to try it out. And we tried it out. We kind of liked it. It wasn't, like, the best. Because, yeah. like, oh, the two weeks of settling it up.
2: Yeah, it was, like, any change. Any change. It different.
1: was, like, just, like, so hot. But then we got the hang of it. We liked it. And, yeah. So th- that's the good part. Mm-hmm. Get things completely consistent for you through this during this time, hasn't it? Because
0: yeah. you've always got. What about really, you, Claire? What's been you your your to? silver lining with all of COVID?
2: For us here in rural France, there's um, other than things being closed. There's not been any major changes. Probably getting out and walking more <laughs> because you can't do anything else except for go out and walk, um, but. Yeah, just uh, being at home with the family, I suppose, more. Taking more time uh, for ourselves. But yeah, it's... uh, Personally, it's not affected
0: me too much. What about you, Daniel?
3: Um, And probably Claire as well. Like, the the shift, uh, just to put it into context for the listeners, after we finished travelling and um, we we rented a a place in, in France longer term, because Claire and I wanted the kids to speak another language. We knew the best way, the most efficient way to do that would be immersion. So they went into school here in in France for a few years to to pick up the language. Uh, So having COVID come along when it did and lockdown um, gave us the impetus to move them back out of that. We we got the language. We got what we wanted out of the system, basically. And therefore, moving them on to Galileo was another just... um, another another big change obviously but for the better like it's just been incredible watching them grow uh, as individuals yeah lauren was correct the first few weeks setting them all up online getting them all on zoom calls getting them all on different accounts and passwords all over the place it was and, times. and
1: times and, and yeah. times time. getting used to scheduling for
2: themselves you know when people <clears throat> children go to school they just follow a timetable mm-hmm. whereas they have to follow their own timetable so that for me is one of the the best things but, that they can get organized and plan their own day and um, i think that's quite but, a skill um, in itself
1: you know it's really good mm-hmm. oh and uh, my facilitator really likes oliver mm-hmm. it's because i always got my schedule ready and samuel mm-hmm. kind of um and um and some of the others don't we have them? So on my days, I'm ready to go.
3: Cool. <laughs> so it's um it's definitely self-directed education is also teaching self-sovereignty. And self-sovereignty, as you know, Eileen, in, in the Bitcoin space, you know, when you when you separate money from state and you take control of that, that that changes something with inside of you. Um and of course, you do that in the in the education system as well. you you know remove uh, education from state uh, I, I strongly believe and you've probably heard me talk about it and, and interviewed people uh, on the podcast before that these two that they're, they're so parallel that they're, they're bound to clash you know both communities the unschooling homeschooling world schooling community are going to find bitcoin and, and vice versa uh, the silver lining for me as well was starting this podcast uh, i i guess it 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 freed everybody up to be reachable by zoom. And I didn't, you know, perhaps that was just like the the perfect time to start a podcast because now all of a sudden everybody's diaries opened up and everybody was used to doing zoom calls and and having recorded conversations. Uh, so whereas, whereas before chasing people down, if they were just in their day-to-day busy lives and doing their, you know, flying all over the world to to busy meetings or whatever else. I I probably wouldn't have reached half the people that I'd wanted to. Michael Saylor, perfect example. You know, that that guy, he would have been unreachable before. Mm -hmm. Now he can do everything from the same desk at at his own, like, uh, leisure and and figure out a time and being open to podcasters like myself is, is an incredible silver lining.
0: Where do you see your podcast going? From here in the next oh, few you're talking, years. Are you, are you well, you're, you're a co host, correct? <laughs> right, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought you were also a
3: co host. Well, you, you know, anybody, will, if, if I'd have answered that, I would have been absolutely torn down by the on Twitter. So I, I remained silent. Lauren, where, where are we taking the podcast? <laughs> um, what do you mean taking the
1: podcast? Where do
3: you see the podcast? Is it
1: going to grow? Hmm. Well, hmm it has grown these couple months and this year and these years and uh, wait a year Mm it's grown this year yeah Yeah. this year Mm -hmm. um much more than last year and um yeah i think it might grow bigger um and then when I'm older, I might take over Daddy's place, so, and then he said he said that I'll have to start a different podcast because then you're gonna take my podcast. And I said, "What if I kept asking questions on um on your po- podcast?" <laughs> what, what,
3: what um, that? yeah. To, to give you uh, uh an answer on that, um, I did it for. You know, I got to the start of this year and it's like, well, that year just flew past. And, uh, you know, I hit over 100 episodes. I'm like, am I enjoying this? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so commit to another year. Um, and I don't know, the, the whole thing has been so organic, so well received. Uh, very, very appreciative to, to all of the plebs and everybody that has been uh, kind enough to, to rate and review and subscribe and finds value in it. And every time I get a DM or an email uh, from somebody thanking me for doing the show and and how it's affected their life, and it's it is very it's you can't it is difficult to walk away from that. You know, the next show might help someone else, uh, which is obviously the impetus for for this show and what you're doing as well. So, where do I see it in a year's time doing the same thing? Um, uh, I, I'm Thanks to, to Brandon Lane, uh, he joined our Bitcoin group at uh, mm-hmm. the beginning of, of um, that, that project that Alvaro put together. We should chill that, uh, mindsstudio.com forward slash bitten, where Eileen and I met. Um, but Brandon was the, uh, the first guy to um, reach out as a pleb and just say, I don't have a voice in the space, but I've got so much to say, would you, would you be willing for me to come on your podcast?" And he opened the floodgates of so many other people like that. Uh, so I've got a, a just a long queue of people that now feel that they want to give back to the community. And if that, if, if if them appearing on my podcast is them and their first step taking taking that first step to give back to the community, then I'm all for it. So I get to speak to all of those guys, and I get to speak to um, authors and um, CEOs and, and you know big thinkers in the space as well. So I feel. It, I'm in a very privileged space and I'm really enjoying it.
0: Daddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you both for the work that you've done with your podcast. And I should ask Lauren, do you have any questions for me um, or any recommendations for me as I'm starting out my podcast?
1: Hmm.
0: As a woman in the Bitcoin space.
1: Yeah. Um, wait. Oh yeah. Uh, would, um, would you interview um, only women or
0: men too? I would interview men too, but I, my focus is for women, but I feel that like in this scenario um, you're all part of a family and that family has men and women in it. So it's, I guess I'm looking at more of, maybe the a little bit more of the personal side of it and how it can affect relationships and families. And so from that perspective, yes. Um I do want to talk to both men and women, but I think I would like majority of the voices that are heard to be those of women and their perspective in in Bitcoin and around Bitcoin.
2: Personally I think it's great. I've mentioned to you in the past, we need to get more women on and talk to women
1: about it so mommy you need to get more to Bitcoin. just don't chat about it just get more back into it <laughs>
0: okay i need to listen well i want to thank you you all for spending your time with me today um i really do appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts and your experiences and being very honest and open about it um think you guys are are one of these families that others can relate to and your experiences are important to other people so just sharing that is is very valuable to a lot of people that you don't even realize right now um so i want to thank you for that but daniel i'd also like to give you the opportunity to at least you know mention your podcast where people can find you maybe where they can find claire and lauren or maybe that's through you i don't know but i'll let you Kind of share your sure. best point.
3: Um, I guess we should shield the book, which you 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 kindly mentioned at the beginning. It's called uh, yep. "Choose Life." Uh, you can find that on Amazon. I
0: got it tagged. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun read, and I think I, somebody else mentioned this on your podcast. I think it might have been Caleb um, that you had read the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, and then took all these adventures and then wrote about it. And I agreed completely with his. Sentiment that the two really go hand in hand; that they they complement each other as far as reading it through Tim Ferris's mind, and he gives examples. But then to have someone I don't know a little more relatable that you know that experienced shared there and did it with a spouse and four kids that's that's its own amazing dynamic that you both should be very proud of. So I just want to say so yes, definitely go get Daniel. Have you read Have you read your dad's book by the way, Laura? No, but
1: Samuel started reading it and then. Next, uh, and then like a couple nights, uh, and then a couple nights I started reading it, uh, more. And then he said, All right, "There's so many swear words in here." <laughs> and then, he like, cool, like And then, like in the morning, he said, "I, Daddy, I really like the book, but I think there's too many swear words in that." And I'm like,
3: you want to, you want to see the amount the editor took out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, you were we interviewed him a few days ago. Mm-hmm. What's the thing? Uh, what did he say? Uh, he swears a lot like in the podcast.
3: Oh, Peter, yeah, Pizza. yeah, yes. you
1: remind me yeah. of Peter,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, you told Peter off for swearing too much in his podcast. Um,
0: I didn't tell him off, I just told him,
3: right? Um, I thought
0: your comments were very, very, were I did listen to that podcast, Lauren. I thought your comments were spot on. Although I also listen to Peter's podcast, and I don't think he can help himself. I really don't. I think it's it's just an affliction for him. Hi, hi. Who is this? I'm Sophia. Hi, Sophia. So nice to meet you. I'm Eileen. It's nice to meet. I'd you. I'd love it. I'm having a wonderful conversation with your mother, your father, and your sister, and it's nice <laughs> to meet another another one of the Prince family. And we're talking about Bitcoin and your your lives and your travel and the podcast.
3: Do you want to hit, a, so hit Sophia you. with a question before uh, before you wrap it up?
0: Sure. So one of the questions that we had just in general was um, when and how Bitcoin came into your life in your space or when you first kind of heard about it or learned about it. And I was curious what what you thought of Bitcoin based on your experience around it.
4: Um, well, my dad um, started really talking about it Um uh like two years ago maybe and uh he just kept on uh like talking about it and going on about it and having conversations with us about it and uh, and it it does get annoying sometimes
1: <laughs> like me
0: mommy, um, yeah
1: like me mommy and I, fear
0: I, just said mm-hmm. yeah I think we might have a solution for you on that on Wednesday night it sounds like there's a potential so <laughs> yeah keep, keep your eyes open and ears open for that one <laughs>
1: Um, tomorrow yeah keep an eye on it that's only tomorrow one
3: thing eileen asked lauren which she she didn't really remember too much about but um what what do you remember about our travels when when we took you out of school and started traveling because you're a little bit older and probably have
4: um well i i hadn't been in like real like primary school much for for long about that but uh before that i but i do remember um at first being sad because I had to leave um, like my my two best friends um, they were um, I'm still talking to one um, today actually um, but the other one I lost contact with um, a few years ago um, so I was really sad about that but when we actually started and we got going um, I really liked it and now we're, we're stuck inside and um, because of all the COVID thing, um, I'm getting to really miss um, traveling because mm-hmm. it was such a big part of my life. And I think I, I I absolutely loved it. And it was just an amazing experience. All the adventures we had and everything.
0: It was so fun.
1: Some adventures were very crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite memory of your of your adventures?
4: Um. I can't think of my favorite one but the one that just came to mind immediately was when me I, I can't remember where it was but me and my older sister Caitlin got lost on our way home because we wanted to be um like we wanted to be big girls and we wanted to um like go home alone uh, without the family they uh, the others they walked up like the road, and then we we walked through
2: a path in the woods. You walk, you walk back the path that we just walked along <laughs> and got lost. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. We
0: didn't. That was your but, big adventure on your own with your sister. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: yeah so that that was, really was a mini adventure. That, that was
2: interesting. I just could see my life in headlines at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Irresponse- irresponsible mother lets children alone by a lake,
0: walk in the woods <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well it's nice to meet you and I'm, I'm glad you were able to join us for a few minutes and it's, yeah. as I was saying to your family it's i grateful for the time I, I'm trying to have more women and more voices of women in the space so you've just added to that conversation so thank you you know for
1: that. you know what you should you should do like get just all of us like like Caitlin me Sophia um and mommy, just like that. We, we don't need daddy since he's a man, just like, just.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we wives and girlfriend support group. That's, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, that, um, that, yeah. I, 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 daddy, Daddy, I remember uh, on one of the podcasts, I, I said I should maybe start like a girl's Twitter, like where women can just mm-hmm. chat about or Twitter. Bit, Bitcoin. The girl's Bitcoin Twitter. Yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. That's
3: a great idea. Eileen like is uh, going to be a, your perfect mentor. So.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I need some help with my my Twitter, though. I'm going to be totally honest. My kids have to help me a lot of times, so <laughs> I'm a little behind in that side of the house, but working on it.
3: So. I'm looking forward and to Eileen. Where... I'm looking forward to the day uh, for you when somebody on Wall Street turns around to your oldest daughter and says, "Hey, you got to listen to this this podcast. This lady is doing an amazing <laughs> job about Bitcoin." And it's going to be the Wired Up podcast. And she's going to be like, that's my mom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. She, I did tell her I'm doing this. She, I don't know if she heard me completely, but I said, listen, it, if I don't have anyone else to talk to, I'm going to start opening up my, my Zoom calls and I'm starting a podcast because I want to talk to more people. And I, same thing you had said, I need I need a bigger community. So here it is. So thank you guys for being part of that community. I love it. Thanks for having me. And where can people reach you, Daniel? I know you have a lot of oh, yes, Twitter.
3: Of course, uh, once-spitten.com. Uh, you can go there and, and find out about the show. The podcast is Once Bitten. Search that on any podcast platform that you, you use to listen uh, with my name and you'll find it or come up. And it our family blog was Prince's Off The Grid dot weebly.com that's still up there with all our family travels and different podcasts that i had been on before talking about homeschooling and, uh, world schooling and home swapping um that's probably the best places and twitter is at Princey 1976
0: great great and are you guys coming to miami for the bitcoin conference
3: fingers crossed <laughs> fingers oh, crossed we need I uh monsieur
2: macron and Mr. biden to have a little chat about that and, okay. uh, as soon as they've got their their rules <sighs> ironed out we'd get on a
1: i am literally figuring out what to wear to the party and like, okay, <laughs> what should i wear
2: yeah <laughs> we've kept the diary open <laughs>
0: okay well i plan to be there so, if you are there, I would love to see you all and in person and actually get to so Bitcoiners. We know. really hope so.
3: Would be pretty hard to miss, I guess, as a, as a unit. <laughs> I, <wouldn't> would,
1: <laughs> I would try <laughs> if we didn't go. One
0: of, one of the phrases I used last year, Lauren, during COVID was it's all figure outable. And every time I came up against an obstacle, I just kept saying it's figure outable. I think somebody wrote a book about it. I haven't read the book, but just getting that mindset. Can then just change the way you look at all the challenges the, that you have, and they just become something you have to figure out. And shared it with mm-hmm. my mom, and I've shared it with my sister, and my kids know it. They're like, "Oh, enough with the figure outable." I'm like, "But it is. So figure it out." That's what we are. <laughs> Human yeah. beings are problem-solving machines. Yeah, but we're not. Oh wait, well, we're, we're not doing
3: a lot of problems. Well, there are ways. They're
1: just yes, more difficult
2: yes, no.
3: than others. You just got to think outside the box.
1: Mm -hmm. there you go everyone's stuck in the box that's the problem not everyone yeah nearly everyone (laughs) nearly everyone
0: yeah it's a little different over here i'm not gonna lie so (laughs) but i I don't want to brag and i don't (laughs) want to share all that but uh yeah if you can make your way across the pond i don't think you'll regret it let's just say that true well it was great talking to you all um and i will be pulling this all together to share with with uh listeners and um sending you some links so you can share and listen as well. So can't wait to be here. Appreciate any yeah. thoughts and feedbacks. And I'm encouraged to see more women in this space.
3: Yeah, so thank, thank you. All. Well done, you. Yeah, thanks, Eileen. Thank so great to see uh you stepping up and and, and taking on the challenge. And um, you know, I, I'm i a big proponent of this in my own podcast that people, if you feel the need, go do it. Podcast, YouTube, article, book, whatever it is that you've got in you, and, and here you are, you're doing it. It's amazing. Well done. Yeah.
0: Thank you much. appreciated. it. Well, have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. See you. Bye. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I do. I really appreciated talking to Lauren and her curiosity is such a wonderful thing. So with that, I encourage others out there that are curious have thoughts, have a voice, have inspiration to be sharing it in the Bitcoin space. I echo Daniel's sentiments. His podcast, Once Bitten, is a great place to get ideas and encouragement in that way. For any women out there who are looking to share their stories or be part of the conversation, I would love to speak with you. My website is alongcamebitcoin.com. And I have Gmail, alongcamebitcoin at gmail.com. And finally, on Twitter, I'm at wise underscore wake. Have a wonderful Bitcoin day.